Nazir Perik Vav, Mishnah Gimel, 6.3, and now the Mishnah turns its attention to the parameters of the restriction of haircutting for the Nazir and when he's liable. So the Mishnah starts out by saying, Stam Nazir Shloshim Yom, the base default duration of Naziris, if one doesn't specify how long his Naziris is for, is for 30 days. And actually, we've seen that back in the first parak. Um, that's not really news to us here, but we're introducing it in the context of um, the bigger issue of the hair cutting, as we'll see shortly. So now, Gilach, if a person cut his hair, um, or if other people cut his hair, list him as bandits against his will. So it doesn't matter whether he did it willingly or someone did it against his will. If his hair gets cut, so then he's set back for 30 days. Now the way the bartender learned this, which is like the Rosh and Tosos, is that it's not that it sets him back necessarily, per se, it doesn't restart the clock or stop the clock in and of itself. It's just that. In order to complete one's Naziris, he has to shave his hair, and then there's a procedure done with the hair, we'll discuss in a little while, and another Mishnah, and the point here is that in order to do that proper hair shaving ceremony, you need to have 30 days worth of growth. So if you haven't got that, you're sort of set back at least 30 days because you need to grow your hair again. So what would that mean? Let me just explain. If a person took on to be a Nazir for standard 30 days, and then 10 days in, um, his, he cuts his hair or his hair gets cut. So then at day 30, he can't complete his Naziris. He has to add 10 more days um, so he can get a total of 30 days of hair growth. And then on day 40, he could complete his Naziris with the hair cutting. So it's such a scenario where he was on day 10 when his hair got cut. He essentially is set back, so to speak, 10 days because he has to do a total of 40 instead of 30 days of Naziris. Um, but if a person had taken on Naziris for three months and one month in he shaves his hair, so then nothing's going to happen. At the end of three months, he'll then um, be able to complete his Naziris because even though he cut his hair in the middle, and that's a violation, he can get his malchus and whatever punishment for that, the point is, come the three-month deadline, his hair has been growing for more than 30 days, two months' worth of growth, and that's sufficient to do the completing ceremony, and therefore, actually, he loses nothing. Such a scenario. In other words, to sum it up, if there are more than 30 days to go before his Naziris period concludes, so then a haircut won't set him back at all in terms of the number of days. That's how the Bartender learns, like the Rosh and Tosfos. Uh, worth noting, the Rambam doesn't agree with that. The Rambam understands that so such Shloshamyom means he indeed loses 30 days, he has a 30-day setback, which would mean that if, for argument's sake, a person um, was 10 days into his Naziris and then he cut his hair, so he had 20 days to go before the haircut. So now he is set back 30 days, so he has to wait 30 days um, for his hair to grow, and then after 30 days, then he can resume the last 20. So in other words, what had been a 30-day Naziris now is extended to a 60-day Naziris. And that's true even if, again, he took on to be a Nazir for three months, and then after one month he gets his hair cut, so then now his whole Naziris will have to be not three months, but three months and an extra 30 days um, because of the hair cutting. That's the Rambam words. Now the Mishnah goes on to say, Nazir, but the point, sorry, just to make sure it's clear, the first point of the Mishnah was, um, the other point of the Mishnah was, that one has this potential setback or setback, regardless of whether he cut his hair or someone cut his hair for him, even if it's against his will. The Mishnah continues and says, Nazir Shegilach, if the Nazir cut his hair, Bein Bezug, Bein Betar, Oshesifsef Kolshehu, 
if a Nazar cut his hair. It doesn't matter if he used a Zug. I'm just by funny coincidence, we just had the word Zug in the previous Mishnah referring to a bell. Here the word Zug means something unrelated. It means a scissors. Because um, Zug in and of itself, like a standalone, means a pair. So in the context of bell, you have the clapper and the outer part. So it's a, it's partner. Um, and here, and when it comes to scissors, you have two matching blades that go against each other. So that's called a zug, a pair, and it's scissors. So the point is, whether you use a scissors or use a blade or osha sifsef kolshu, or even if he plucked out with his, let's say, with his fingers, he plucked out a hair. So it doesn't matter kolshu. It doesn't matter how many hairs are cut, whether it's one hair or all the hair. Chayev, he's on the hook. He's meaning he's liable to malchus. As we said before, it's actually two sets of malchus, uh, two sets of lashes, one for Yochel Devara, one for the prohibition against cutting his hair. Now, the prohibition that restricts hair cutting for Nazir says, Ta'ar lo ya'avor al rosho. A blade shall not pass over his head. Now, that's a lot of words. It seems like, a lot, again, like rhetorical flourish here. Why, is the, why are the Pesukim being, is the Pasuk being so verbose? From which that is learned... Um, our Mishnah here, that it's not it's a tar, not just a tar, but anything that passes over his head, meaning even his scissors or maybe plucks his hair, makes no difference, he's on the hook. If that's the case, so why should it be that we mention the tar, the blade at all? So, a minute before I should learn, it has to be that the cutting of hair has to be blade-like, meaning down to the root. So he plucks out from the root, or he cuts with the scissors down to the root, and at that point, and only at that point, one would be liable, but if one just, you know, cut his, trimmed his hair and went from, you know, six inches to five inches, that would not be would not be a problem of it might be an iser like a chatashir iser from the Torah, but it wouldn't be one that incurs a penalty of malchus because it doesn't it didn't cut like a blade. Um, there are shitas that understand it doesn't have to be at the root actually, but just like kind of close enough that you can't uh, fold the hair over on itself. Okay, there's a slightly different shear on on this, which has also ramifications to how close one um, may may shave his beard, etc. Hair and the hair. Excuse me, the, 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 his payas, I should say. How, one, how close one can shave his payas. In any case, okay. The Mishnah goes on and says, Nazir chofef u pes. The Nazir is permitted to chofef and mefas pes. According to the Bartunura, Khafifa is to, to rub his hair like with his hand, and, mech, mech, and mefaf, excuse me, mefas pes is to scratch his hair like with his nails or like even with like a know, hair scratcher or some kind of device. Um, uh, even though, of course, it's possible that by rubbing or scratching one's hair, hairs could come out, it doesn't necessarily have to come out. And this Mishnah goes like Rabbi Shimon, the famous Shita Rabbi Shimon, that that if a person does something which um, he's not intending to do the violation that the Torah prohibits, even if it happens to lead to that, it's permitted to do from the outset. So in this case over here, we said the Nazir can't remove even a single hair, but scratching his hair may or may not remove hair. So it's permitted to scratch his hair, even though it may come to, you know, there's a chance that the hairs will be removed. Mm-hmm. Worth noting that there are other shitas. Uh, there, in that explanation, like the Bartonura, it goes like the Parish, the Ram Parish Mishnayas, but um, the Rosh Tosos learned that Chafifa, chofef, is to like essentially wash one's hair, like let's call it shampoo, if you will. Just, and Chafifa is to scrub like with the, with the detergents, whatever, the shampoo. And mefas pes is like to separate the hairs like, you know, from being unknotted, but not with a comb. At all events, says the Mishnah here, avalos sorek, the Nazir is not allowed to comb his hair. Now the reason why is because when one combs his hair, so hairs essentially are certainly going to be 
plucked out. And although the Mishnah goes like Rabbi Shimon that a Dover Shainimus Kavan is mutter, if you do something you don't intend to do the prohibition of the Torah, you're doing something else, I'm just washing my hair and not plucking hairs out, so that's permitted. But if it's a certainty or near certainty um, that the violation will occur, so whatever you, whatever you brush your hair, comb your hair, hairs come out. So then it's no longer just simply a, a Dovish Namaz Kavan, it's also what's called a Psik Resha, an expression which probably is familiar to you from the world of Hilchel Shabbos. Psik Resha literally means um, like a removal of the head, and it's a reference to in Hilchel Shabbos, something very similar, but a different context. In the good old days of the Talmud, little kids, what did they play with? So one of their toys, go-to toys, was a chicken head. And how do you get a chicken head? you got to cut it off the head of a chicken. So the question is, can one remove a chicken head to give it as a toy to a child when the result, of course, will be that the chicken itself is going to die and slaughtering chickens is one of the lamatas malachas of, of shochet, of slaughtering? So one might say, listen, it's a davrashin miskaven. I don't care if the chicken lives or dies. I just want the head to give to the kid. The answer is no, it's forbidden because although that's not mature mitkaven, you don't intend to kill, slaughter, shech chickens, but it's certainly going to happen. And therefore, it's for, for prohibited. And any scenario where it's a davashin miskaven, you're not intending it to happen, but it's certainly going to happen. It's called a psik resha. So over here, we're saying that combing one's hair is certainly going to pluck out hairs, and therefore, it's a psik resha, and therefore, it's forbidden to a nazir um, to ever um, comb his hair. Uh, worth noting, this kind of has ramifications, lahalacha, because um, plucking out hairs is also the malacha of gozes, shearing, which one may not do on Shabbos, and um, therefore, uh, basically, one can't comb or brush his hair or her hair on Shabbos, um, because hairs will come out, and that'll be forbidden. Um, but there is some leniencies if one uses a very soft bristle brush, wide bristles, soft bristles, exactly how wide, how soft, and so on. Uh, it's certainly not for me to answer right now, but the point is, it has to be a scenario, if, if hair is going to get plucked out, it would be forbidden to do on Shabbos um, at all events. But we're talking back to the Nazar over here. So, now, Rabbi Yishmael adds one more thing. Rabbi Yishmael Amer, lo yachof ba'adama. One can't, um, according to the Bartonor, rub his hair, and according to, that's called Tosvos, one can't wash his hair ba'adama using earth. Because once one introduces earth, so it becomes much more frictious, and it's, more likely, it's much more likely to pluck out hairs, pull out hairs, when you know, gets, because when the rubs hair with the earth or washes hair with the earth, it's going to grab hairs and pull them out. As the Mishnah says, because it, it um, is likely to um, rip out hairs. So it'd be prohibited. There is a bit of a machlokas over here um, if Rabbi Shmuel is arguing or not. Um, the Bartonur says the halacha is like him, which would mean um, that one couldn't rub his hair with earth. Um, and um, in any case, so that would be that would be the halacha.